0: You're listening to, Of Slights and Men, with Benji and Jacob. A Daily Magician Production.
1: So, just as a real quick disclaimer before you get into the uh, main bit of this podcast... For some reason, when we were recording this, um, my software decided to default to my webcam microphone, um, which is, of course, you know, the worst quality on my computer, but there you have it. Um, And so my voice sounds a little bit compressed (laughs) as if I'm at like the end of a corridor shouting to the entire podcast. It's not that bad, um, but I just wanted to make sure everybody realized like that's why it's so different from our usual um crisp quality that you're hearing right now. Um, luckily I didn't speak too much in this podcast. Uh, I was mostly interviewing our amazing guest, uh, Chris, um, from WOG Magic. Um, it was great to meet him and this was an absolutely incredible podcast. So many um amazing tips, just snippets, and a real um incredible window into the world of uh TikTok and social media magic. Um we're going to be releasing a project with Chris very soon. Uh, on our mailing list. So if you're not signed up for the mailing list, please head over to uh, thedailymagician.com. And if you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a a little review. Uh, We'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, So all that being said, let's get right into the podcast. Well, hello, uh, and welcome back to our Slides and Men. Um, I join you uh, actually from from the UK. Um, So it's pretty dark for me. It's getting towards the, the end of the day. Um, But I'm very excited to jump on this podcast Um, and today Now I have a guest that I thought was quite a unique guest and and that fits um, the vibe with the Daily Magician, so I'm excited about that Um, He goes by the name of WOJ Magic uh, on TikTok Uh, He's got he's had over 638,000 likes on TikTok. He's got more than 20,000 followers um, and it's kind of a unique story for, for how we met. Um but um before we get into that, um how, how are you doing today, Chris? How, how's your day been?
0: Hey Jacob, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to talk
1: with you. Yeah, and so for anyone that doesn't know or hasn't heard of W O J Magic or, or doesn't know what you do, Chris, could you could you give us a little summary of kind of what what your magic looks like?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, um my last name is Whiteoich, and the the first three letters is W-O-J. So uh, people called me Woj my whole life. So I just kind of threw that on there as my screen mm. name. And, uh, yeah, you know, I got started, um, my dad was, uh, did magic when, when, uh, he was like, a you know, middle-aged, like 35 years old or so when I was a little kid. Mm. And I guess he did even like a little magic show and he was in a magic club. And I didn't even really know this till about six months ago when he told me, and I, I was like, kind of shocked. Um, I remember him teaching me, uh a couple tricks when I was a kid and he took me to a magic shop and I got all into it for just a, a, you know, about a year or something like that and bought a bunch of tricks. And, um, and then through college, I did like two or three card tricks and really was not a magician. I I knew, I think one sleight of hand move, like the bottom deal just to, and most of my card, my tricks were like, you know, math or, you know, just general red and black card tricks. So nothing big. I, and mm-hmm. I, then I didn't do anything for like 20 years. So just kind of forgot about it. Then um, I, you know, I was looking up things on YouTube um, to do f- with my kids. And all of a sudden I, I saw this snap change, a uh, card trick. And I was like, really, you know, I was like kind of shocked it. And I was like, let me see how they do that. And I realized how easy it was. And then, so that was about three years ago. I, I kind of just, as a hobby, just, maybe once every couple of weeks would try to learn a card trick or something and never really went anywhere. Um, and then about two years ago, a uh, year and a half, two years ago, I, I posted a, a trick on Instagram with like coins going through a bottle and real basic stuff. But I, I guess a recruiter liked what they saw and they uh, asked me if I would post like 40 educational videos on TikTok and I was like, wow. kind of shocked because <laughs>
1: 14, I had, 14, that's, that's pretty big.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so I, like I had not much experience. And the, what I did have was like mm. Danny Goldsmith. I bought a, um, his tutorial on coin magic and I bought one, uh, from Jeffrey Wang. And so I, I knew a couple tricks, uh, that they showed me. And uh, you know, th- that's about all I, so I was like scrambling. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is an <laughs> honor. They're gonna, they're, you know, they're gonna pay me $1,500 to, to do it. And I was like, wow. I don't even know any tricks, but like, I, I'm, I'm like, I need to basically learn on the fly. So every morning I was like searching through, um, you know, tutorial videos on how to do magic. And I, um, I came across um, Braden Wolf, Uh, you know, and he was, he's a coin magic guy Mm -hmm. and he's, he's awesome. Um, And he taught, he showed this, this one trick um, where he takes a coin and and like just kind of vanishes out of nowhere. And I like never seen it before. Um, And he he showed me how to do it. And it was kind of a block where you kind of put your hand in front of it. And it just kind of, you know, uh, goes down um, into your lap. And, and then, so I, I tried that and I, I was like amazed by it. So, that's kind of how it all started um, I got really into coin magic after that point point. and then um, some other guy sent me a video of some um, guy f- named Fabian on uh, that that one uh, America's got talent or something like that he was he was on the show and um, and he was doing these CD moves um, just basically it was almost like a dance performance and making a CDs vanish and then come back and vanish and come back mm-hmm. um, and I, I tried that a little bit and, and you know didn't really uh, it wasn't really my style, so I I uh, started to try to do coin tricks with it, and then from there it kind of blew up out of nowhere. Like it, all of a sudden, I noticed um, my views just kept exploding um, on occasion, and then it started getting more consistent, and then now we're here, and um, you know, twenty one million views later, uh, you know, I kind of shocked that it happened this quickly, but um, really happy that it, <laughs> that it did. Um, I kind of figured it out by accident i you know I was, I was recording myself um doing like a coin trick with a cd and i looked into the camera and, and it totally vanished and i was like this has to be a, like an anomaly or something so I, I went in there and uh i tried to just repeat it and five minutes later i, I got it to work again and then i started just building off that and then yeah that, that's basically how that happened
1: Hmm. I think I made a mistake there in the intro, but I don't know if I said, did I say 600,000 likes or views? I don't know, but yeah, 21 million views, that's that's quite substantial. No, you um, are right. Um, so, it's got like yeah,
0: 630,000 likes and then um,
1: 21 okay. million okay. views. Okay, I'm glad I said the right thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're good. Um, yeah, so it just all kind of blew up out of nowhere. And so I've really been doing like CD magic and, and Laserdisc magic for just about a year now. Um, and so you know i spent hours and hours a day practicing it um sometimes eight hours a day sometimes you know only an hour or so but i, I try to i try to do it every day and uh, you know it it's a lot of hard work because while the i don't think the slights are super super technical like uh you know something like danny goldsmith can do he, the guy's amazing but uh, you know, I, I couldn't really do what he was doing with coins. My And if I could do it, I, on some of them, I could do it. But my hands were so big that coins looked, like, tiny. So I was, like, looking for something that would, like, fit the size of my hands. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of, like,
1: all came together. <laughs> <laughs> so you chose laser discs. <laughs> yeah, not, not a problem that all of us have. It's like, yeah, oh, a laser disc looks
0: normal in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yeah, I, for some reason, I have my hands are like bigger than most basketball players. So um, I never really played basketball. And I, I was literally thinking to myself, like, I, I, it would be sad if I went through my whole life and never did anything like with the size of my hands, I should be like good at magic or something or good with coins. And so that kind of that idea popped into my head. And then, uh, yeah, it just it just all kind of worked. <laughs> Um, I, I, I'm not really that good at card slides. Um, and then, to be honest, a card deck looks tiny in my hands, too. So, even if I did a trick that was exactly correct and, and looked just as good, it still does not look as good as when somebody with normal size hands does it. So, I just figured, you know, why not just find something bigger to use?
1: <laughs> yeah, makes sense. So, yeah. I mean, people that. Okay, so I think this, this is going to become like a hard thing. Like people that are wondering, like, okay, laser disc magic, like CD magic, like maybe we can try and give them like a I mean this is a podcast obviously <laughs> maybe we can try and give them like an audio description of what that looks like. I mean, like imagine five laser discs <laughs> held in a hand and then in one move they just like vanish. Um and that is kind of what it looks like, at least from my perspective, Chris.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's very counterintuitive because um you know really well-respected magicians, um, they, they're all about, um, presentation and, and doing the move on the offbeat, um, which is super important. I I agree with all that stuff, but, um, you know, to my simple, like rookie mind, when I was coming up with something, I was like, I was so nervous of getting caught with like misdirection and stuff that I was like, I just, Mm. wouldn't it be cool if I could come up with something where you could just put something, you know, behind your hand, Hold it there, right in front of the camera, and with no misdirection at all, you just show that your hand is now empty. And I mean, it's just a—it's like a pipe dream. I—I I would never have expected that to come true. And then, yeah. So basically, you—you've taken whatever I can do. I had twenty laser discs. Um, I, you know, I put them behind my arm, and they barely fit there. And then I just move my hand away. And you know the optical illusion is created, and they just completely vanish. And um, you know, people that are that understand magic or that are, are magicians will, you know, sometimes catch on to you know how it's done. You know, I'm sitting behind a table, um, and so they're like, well, it must be done this way, you know. And and then you know they're they're probably right. I never I never expose the methods, but. Um, then I started doing it standing um, with no table, and so I, you know, I'm, I'm making like up to three laser discs vanish with no table in the middle of a room or in the middle of my backyard, and and they're like, hold on a second, I'm like, all right, now you're like doing something that's impossible, so we believe your video is edited, and so I, I was getting like 2,500 plus comments on a single trick, um, saying like your video, you know, half the people love me, and then half the people are like. This is a scam. You're, you're a liar. Like, and just saying awful things about me. But, uh, you know, I, I was like offering tutorials, like on zoom. I'm like, I'll show you how to do it. I I just, I'm not going to give it away for free. And, you know, I'd like to, you know, keep this going. So if I expose the secret, it's not going to be fun anymore. So, um, that, that was, uh, that was interesting because I'm, I'm i keep like upping the ante you know first i did it with one cd it's a small cd so you know how like you do a card trick like the godly vanish where you make one mm. card disappear so i'm like what if i could do it with 10 cds and then i'm like what if i could do it with laser disc? and then I'm like, what if i could do it with 20 laser discs and it's just kind of snowballed and um yeah it's definitely not edited um I think but your it,
1: snowballs it, work out a lot better than mine because mine are like oh what if i could Eat food. What well, if I could eat more food? you um, all, all seem to be a little bit more, more inclined towards creating amazing magic because you know I don't. I don't know if I'd look at laser desks and things like you know maybe I can make one disappear. Uh, I don't have no idea how. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it, it's kind of funny you put it so casually because that's a lot of that's a lot of laser desks, you know. I interrupt this podcast to give a brief shout out to our website, thedailymagician.com. If you haven't already signed up for our daily emails that will give you great content, just like this podcast, please head over there and sign up now. That's thedailymagician.com. We promise that we won't disappoint you.
0: Yeah, I try to have an open mind with everything and I, I you know I, I think of what could possibly be the worst and possibly be the best. So I I have this like unlimited idea of what's possible. And and most of the time I'm thinking, well, it's probably a 0.01% chance it'll work, but I'm going to try it anyway. And that's what I, like, literally when I did the standing LaserDisc Vanish, I'm like, there's no way this is going to work. I'm just going to stand here and just, you know, see what it looks like for a few minutes. And the first time I did it, like the first day, it didn't work at all. And I was like, I gave up on it. And so then I came back like three weeks later and I did it, um, you know, with standing in front of like a small bench. and then it worked, and then I started getting more and more confidence. And then all of a sudden, I'm doing it in the in my backyard with with you know just in the middle of a yard. So it, that, that's where I was like, "Wow, this is you know it's it's cool what you can do with it." Just because it's it's really it's kind of simple, but it, it really was blowing people's minds. And it, and still, when I see it happen on camera, I still get like a you know a little bit of a yeah. buzz from it just because I'm like, I, "That should not be that should not be possible." <laughs> But, um, you know, and, and I'm not like, uh, some super talented sleight of hand artist. Like I, I was very uncoordinated as a kid and I have so much to learn. And there's so many, so many better magicians out there than me, but I, I have this one niche and, um, you know, I, I'm going to roll with it, I guess, you know, <laughs> I still, I, I still want to learn a lot of other things because, uh, you know, I just don't want to do the same kind of tricks over and over and over for the rest of my time doing magic but um at the same time you kind of want to stick with what you're great at or or good at oh yeah
1: 100 percent. yeah i agree i think that's actually like kind of the mistake a lot of people make in magic actually it's like just like trying to branch out into a million things when you should it's honestly just more fooling and honestly better for the spectator to just master one thing and be really good at it you know
0: yeah i agree and and when i do start branching out um I, i wanted to get into rubber man uh rubber band magic for instance i was so amazed by um some of these rubber band tricks that i'm seeing and uh you know I, I i feel like a totally brand new magician again it's like i have zero skill i'm starting from square one and that's that can be fun too like learning something new but you know the process it takes to become advanced you know it takes a long time so it's like every time I, I fail for a couple of days, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go back to my tried and true CDs and Laserdiscs for a little bit. And, uh, you know, and then I'll, my confidence is back up and then, you know, go from there.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So for those wondering, like, I think, well, so you talked a little bit about it. I, I guess there's like a few questions that, that. I, I, I kind of had for myself and I thought people might find, might be asking as well. Like, well, I guess you kind of answered the first one, right? Which is like. Can this only be done over video? Like, well, like if you can do it or without a table, you know. First question probably is, can you do this without a table? Which the answer is yes, right? Yeah. And then um, the the second question I probably would be like, um, you know, can you do it like not on video? I guess would be the the second question.
0: Yeah, and that's that's been a that's a great question that's been on everyone's mind as well. Um, and yes, the answer is yes, but there, it's a it's a longer answer because. Um, like the the standing laser disc Vanish, it is so difficult to to pull off. Um, so something like that, I would have a hard time doing it live right now. Never say never, but um, you know it's kind of like taking a uh, half court shot in basketball. It's like if you you know you get one chance <laughs> yeah. to to make it, and if you're in front of a live audience, um, and and you and you flash just a little bit, even though it looks great, you flash just a little bit, you technically failed unless they just missed the flash so um when you're when you're in using something like a laser disc and you're standing with no table um that's not something i would perform live um right now at least i'm hoping someday that i could figure out how to do it and be more consistent with it but then uh my regular cd tricks um i can do live and i have done it live many times um i do it at restaurants and in front of family and stuff like that and you know I, I have a full-time job so i don't have like i have never done magic gigs and i i'm, I'm kind of new to the whole this whole thing so i haven't really had a, a chance to do it in front of a big audience but just sitting at the at the dinner table my cd tricks like it really works well because like you just you, you know you got to prepare for the sound you know like if you're doing 10 tricks in a row um you know you, you got to figure out a way to get make the sound dampen so there's no so it's dead silent and um, things like that, but if you just want to show your basic CD vanish, or I could do, you know, five CDs or ten CDs, uh, not a problem at all. And then when you get into laserdisc, since they're a little bit large, they're so much larger, you just have to be real careful with, um, you know, the height of the audience. So if you got, if you got like ten people standing there, and some are sitting and some are standing, um, you know, the angle is going to probably uh, be off for, for half the people that are sitting versus standing. So it does kind of have to be more of a controlled setting, but, um, I think it can be done on stage for sure. Um, because as, as soon as you move further back from your audience, your angles get better and better. So, um, I think sitting with laser discs is, is no problem. Um, you know, with an audience on stage, but like at the dinner table, um, you, you could probably only do it for two to three people, I'd say. Whereas the, the C D tricks, um, you know, you can do it in front of more people and it's easier to hide because it's it's smaller and you know the the angles yeah. are, are yeah, better.
1: Just, yeah. yeah, just like logically they're larger. So you need more yeah. space, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. I and my my percentage on hitting the C D tricks is like ninety nine percent ninety nine out of a hundred. I'll I won't ever flash. So um I have a lot of confidence doing, you know, those. So but, you know, some of the harder ones, you know, it takes me a day to get it perfect to be on video um, mm. with zero flashes. But and if, the good thing is in front of a live audience, a small flash is, is hardly ever noticeable. Um, and so, that, so you have more room for air if you do screw up just a tiny bit. Whereas on video, they go frame by frame on my videos and they will, you know, they see the smallest hair they're going to, they're, they're going to call it out. And so I don't erase any of my comments. So I always make sure my Mm. videos are like, um, I, will do as many takes as I need to just to, and, and use the best one. Um, and, and I think most magicians would do that. You know, they're not going to put up a take that, you know, could be better. They'll, they'll do it again if they need to. So, um, yeah, so it, it can definitely be done in person, but there's like always a little caveat, you know?
1: Yeah. And I guess my third question would be how do you get around the kind of question of like, or at least like the call out of just like, it's on your lap? You know, like, I mean, like, I mean, I know it's not, that's, that's kind of the same thing with magic, right? It's like, oh, well, you did slide of hand, but like, obviously you're tricking them, right? But I'm just interested, um, kind of what, because I, I don't know, I think those would probably be the three objections that I could imagine the most, or at least people would react to with this magic initially. Um, that's what, a- what would be your response to that?
0: yeah that's another great question so yeah that that happens all the time and what i'll just tell them is uh i also well they because i'm sitting behind a table most of the time they they'll Mm -hmm. say well it's it's definitely on your lap you're dropping them um and then i i started doing it from a higher angle so that that wouldn't be an issue but even then they're like it's got to be on your lap and so then i i always just refer them to my standing laser disc tricks and so that really messes with people again. So like they thought they had it, they had me uh, pinned down, and then then they see that standing laser disc trick and then they're back to square one. So, you know, half of them are going to like, okay, that has to be a different trick. You you must be using a different method here because it's impossible that it could have been dropped. Um, so, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. Or, you know, I won't, I will never like say, you're right, I dropped it. I'll just say, I also do this trick standing. Why don't you check that out? You know, and, and that, that really relieves a lot of the mm-hmm. uh, negativity on there. <laughs> I'd say.
1: Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. In fact, I'm interested in that. So, how do you? I mean, this is kind of like a question of the modern day, right? Like, how how do you deal with like kind of social media negativity?
0: Um, I've I've had a lot of experience, um, you know, online with dealing with like with trolls and stuff. I I was a cyclist and a cycling coach um, at IU Indiana University uh, mm-hmm. for like the last 20 years, and I. I you know, when you're successful at it, um, you know, I, I'm in the little 500 hall of fame for bike racing. So when you're successful, you get a lot of haters. And so I've just been, um, I used to argue back and forth with them and, you know, I sometimes get a little upset, but I would, I would kind of like mock them, you know, I I was younger. So I was just a little more immature. And so, but over the years, I realized that that wasn't the best way to deal with people. You, I think it's better to be, remain respectful, even though when they're, being disrespectful to you, um, you, you, it, it's not really that upsetting because it happens so often, and you just kind of realize like they just they just kind of misunderstanding uh, the whole premise of what I'm doing and all the hard work I put it into it. So I try to like educate them without being disrespectful, um, and ninety percent of the time that works. Uh, but you know, there's ten percent of them that will just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and you know i think i've only had to ban like two or three people out of the you know fifty thousand comments i've i've gotten so i um and i respond to every single comment so or at least i try to so you know it takes up half my day sometimes but um i i've just learned over the years to to try to be respectful and try to like maybe just educate them and um if they keep pushing me i'll maybe like push back a little bit and let them know I don't appreciate the disrespect, but, you know, I, you try to go easy on them as much as you can.
1: And what do you I, think you would, obviously, like, you're a father, right? And, like, you yep. have kids that are going to grow up in, like, this TikTok-dominated world, <laughs> right? Um, or whatever social media is. What, what advice do you think you will give them going forward to help them with those similar challenges?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think um, just kind of teaching them about how, how people do react uh, to certain things because, you know, uh, kids are very impressionable and, um, and I remember being insecure, you know, when I was a kid about things like that. So I feel if I, if I'm just honest with them and, and tell them, you know, what to expect, um, they're pretty level-headed kids. And I think, um, you know, it, it probably will affect them if they did, um, go into that route, you know, with the negativity at first, you know, I, I, it's not, I, I don't really suggest it for a you know, 13 year old kid. my kids are eight and six, <laughs> so they're not, they're not really ready for that not yet, TikTok but,
1: stars, yeah. Other than, other than being on yours.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, my daughter could do the CD Vanish and, um, and her, when she I did, yeah. So, she, and her videos got like over a half a million views on one of them. So, um, you know, the, and she's very personable. So I, I could, I could see her doing something like that, but I think just, just showing her, um, you know how to react to things like that will save her about 20 years of arguing like i you know that i was doing uh you know back in the day so I, I just i just don't want her to have to go through um you know wasting her time like dealing with that when there's a better way just you know and just show her how to remain respectful um even mm-hmm. when you're when you're uh when the negativity is really bad you know
1: i think that was i was listening to a podcast the other day my first million uh and I think it was who's let me find his actual name or also misquote it. But essentially the podcast they were talking about just like they're talking about actually about like the concept of like the metaverse and just, you know, all this like kind of rising I don't know, but you know, the the changing world right now where we're moving yeah. into a more digital age, right? Um and I think it was oh yeah, was Hassan um I, don't know, I completely destroy his name, but masan Minhaj, I think is how you say it. Um and he's a comedian, he's had a future he's a show on Netflix and stuff and I think he was talking about how um well him and Sean um who he, he was a guest on the podcast um were talking about um just how um like it gets to everyone, you know, like you can't help it. Like social media trolls, like however big, however popular you are, and I think they were I think they mentioned LeBron James, please correct me anyone if, if I'm wrong on that. They mentioned like LeBron James and how like it was getting to him, you know? Like how he's admitted as well, like in the past that like social media trolls um get to him, and it's like you know if someone like that, like a master of <laughs> a master of his art, you know, get, like, social media trolls can get to him. It shows that you know nobody's really infallible. Um,
0: exactly, exactly, and that's a great point because, um, sometimes it'll just be like you know you'll wake up at five thirty in the morning, and you're like you know you're, you're still like you haven't had your coffee yet, and all of a sudden you look at your phone and there's just somebody blasting you and calling you a liar. And you're, you're just like, what? And you know, you're just not like ready for it yet. And so like, you do, like, you're not perfect every day. So like, you're gonna have your good days and your bad days. But in the end, you know, like LeBron James, he does get a lot of hate and he is so amazing and successful. But like, when you look at him versus Michael Jordan in terms of how the people view him, I could see why he'd be like hurt by some of the comments because, you know, Michael Jordan's like almost universally loved, like everybody's hated in some way, like by some people, but um, you know, I could, I could see LeBron um, being like that once in a while. And I'm sure after he says it, um, he probably goes back and wishes he had his words back and, um, you know, and and would deal with it differently, but we're all just human, you know, and trying to do our best. And uh, we work, really hard. And um, when someone just kind of doesn't appreciate what you're doing or, you know, calls you a liar in and, and that way, it, it, you know, it feels not great. But at the same time, it's almost a compliment because you're like, wait a minute, they all think I'm editing and lying, but I'm, I don't have any editing skills. And it's, that's a huge compliment in a backhanded way, because you're like, they must be so good that mm-hmm. they really think I am editing it. But I also don't want that to spread to where like everybody really does think it's edited because then, you know, that then it obviously then people aren't coming away with what the reality is of the situation. So um, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of crazy, but um, I just take it all in and uh, yeah, after a few days and uh, you forget about it and it's not a big deal. So it doesn't, I'd say it bothers me about 5% of the time, but you know, it, it's also great. All, all the great comments just trump all that stuff. So I'm not worried about it.
1: I like that. So for you, I guess I'm interested, like, obviously, you talk a little bit about your magic history. Um, but when it comes to, you know, your background, your day-to-day, what would you say? I mean, how would you say magic inspires your day-to-day work and, how, and kind of like vice versa?
0: Um, I think it's made me more confident as a, as a person. Um, like I said, I was a um, a, a cyclist for, for many years, and uh, I still coach. Um, but you know, the coaching um, it's at IU, so it's like online. It's it's not really um, it's not something I do like eight hours a day, like like my full time job, and like just life in general. You know, twenty four hours a day minus the sleep. <laughs> but um, the uh, I think it's given me confidence in, in finding something that I really enjoy again that I can uh, excel at. And, um, and I'm okay. I'm okay. Like if it ended tomorrow, I'm okay. I'd be okay with that. Um, I obviously wouldn't like that. But, um, you know, I, I'm just proud of myself that I was able to kind of do something later in life that I didn't really expect and or think I could do. And I was just doing it for fun. And so it, it allows me to like, try other things too, and and not be worried about failure and just kind of, um, going in and just doing my best. And if I can't do it, it's totally okay. Like you're not going to be good at everything. And I, I, I still fail at tricks all the time. Like when I'm learning something new. So, um, I think it's just helped me with my confidence to be honest. Wish I could do it full time. I'd quit my job, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, uh, got to pay the bills and raise a family. And so, um, uh, maybe Yeah. Someday.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. So I guess, I guess for anyone like aspiring, like because I think your story is really interesting because you you came from basically a place of just like it kind of just like magic almost like crept up on you and you had to like catch up, you know. So I guess for anyone that you know is looking to create original magic in the same way that you have, because um, I mean it seems like I mean you've taken inspiration from from, from coin magic, but you know you created a lot of your own original routines and effects. Um, Where should somebody start, you know, that wants to start creating their own kind of niche within Magic?
0: Yeah, I think, I think just, um, I think purchasing a few tutorials or just going on YouTube for free and, um, you know, looking at tutorials and then you practice those tricks and you practice the basic moves, but try to make it your own. Like, and I I appreciate people that, you know, do the classics. you know, I I think everyone should do at least one classic routine just to, just to kind of get started. But, um, once you get to certain moves, sometimes they won't work for you. Sometimes like your finger size or or something isn't going to work. So you need to make a modification to it. And I I think if you just sit there and, uh, I, I record everything. So, um, sometimes my best tricks are when I'm practicing and I'll be like, my kids are sleeping and I'm, I'm like, whispering and mm. you know and, and like you'll you'll see something on video and you have the ability to go back and like repeat it and i think if i wasn't recording everything i would be forgetting a lot of the stuff that i accidentally did while i was just messing around with cds so i think i think you know you start with a bass and then you try to you try to go off on little tangents and and try to make it your own somehow and i i think a lot of magicians do that with with lots of tricks and come up with their own variation or slight improvements on, on previous um, you know classics. So, I, I you know just take it one day at a time and uh, and don't ever give up. I I, I really truly think if you, if you love it, it's not a it's not a job. It's it's more of just tinkering and a process. And eventually, you're gonna find something that uh, suits you and you could just go from there.
1: I really like that. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I think I think it's almost like um, it's almost like jazz. You know, it's like when I mean, you've got a bunch of really talented um, musicians who know their instruments well. <laughs> like you can just yep. create infinite original music, right? And and I think it's it's quite similar in magic, where it's like once you have the building blocks, um, you can create original magic. You know, and and it like you said, it's, it's kind of that learning process that allows you to. Yeah, you, you have to start there. And also why not start there? Because people have already like paved, you know, I mean they've already they've already like it's been already been hundreds of years or thousands of years that magic's been around. So you may as well learn from the people that, you know, put in the work to discover a lot of these methods.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And and like um if you think of like music, um, you know, when they're you have these jam bands that are um doing improv like the Grateful Dead or um you know something else, um, they they rely on just changing the song basically every time they perform it it's never the same exactly i mean the the words are the same but uh, s- things are slightly different every single time they perform it whereas a, a different type of band will do the same exact set every single time and it's and, and scripted and to me it's just my personal opinion but that feels more like a job and a work to where you're you have you have to organize it so much to, and you have to be exactly perfect or you know the the way it's been performed on you know rec- when it was recorded originally it has to be that way and to me that puts me in a box and, and i get bored easily with those things so I, I just like the the ability to change it up whenever i need to and and then it, it requires less preparation too so you don't have to put all this time into being exactly perfect every time you can just just do whatever yeah. you feel
1: yeah it's also weirdly i think it's some of the most satisfying parts of magic as well like when i think back on routines i'm really proud of it's in those moments where you were like scrambling <laughs> but you managed to like pull something off that was incredible that i often most remember um and i think that's part of the reason i love the mem deck so much for me because that's my personal tool that i feel like i can use in any i can deploy in any situation and has enough versatility that i can, I can feel like free with it you know
0: yeah and and to be honest that mem deck is i i am I'm gearing up to learn that because I, I do have a good memory and in, 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 in general. So like I, I was able to memorize a, a, a deck of cards on my way to Bloomington one uh, one day, like to go coach my team It's like a three and a half hour nice. drive. And, and I just, I, I was able to memorize it, but I also don't, I don't have that, that fourth phase where you can, you know, change the cards order and then still memorize it. And then, and then of course the tricks that go along with it. I never got that final piece of how to, how to do that. So that I, have been wanting to do that for so long. And, uh, that's my next goal is to, to really get that mem deck down. It's such a cool program. And that's, that's kind of why I signed up for it. Uh, you know, to this website in the first place, uh, the daily magicians, because I saw that mem deck and I was like, I, I understand it, but I like, I don't understand the final pieces to it. And it's like, I, I absolutely love it. And I, I just, the sleight of hand uh, in card magic, I I feel like I just, I'm just not confident enough with it. And I wanna, I need, I need a go-to like that to really get me more involved in card magic.
1: Hmm. So here's a question for you. Um, What do you think, I don't know, what do you think you've learned from, like I'm kind of interested in, well, first of all, I wanna go all the way back to um, this like project that you got given, like when someone's like, Scouted you and like picked you up um like what, what what was your experience there like i know this is all the way back at the start of the conversation but since you said that was kind of like mulling over it like a lot of people probably like Wait, what like that much money as well like but what happened so <laughs> do you mind like going back and kind of like ex- like explain that story a little bit more in detail if you know what i'm talking about
0: uh the story where the I, i'm sorry I, I think i lost where you got, you. I, where you got scouted on instagram oh I, sure sure um, yeah, so I was just, I was just, um, I was doing like some coin through a plastic bottle and, um, you know, basically I cut a hole in the, in the bottle and, um, and then I just, uh, finger palmed the, uh, the coins and, and pretended to throw them in there and it, you just couldn't see them cause they were in the, in the cap or whatever. It was just a basic trick. And, uh, and I like made this like huge, huge, like change in emotion as I did the trick. I was like real calm. And then all of a sudden I like boom, you know, and I, I think they, I think they sought me out for my personality. I, it wasn't like, I don't think the trick was that amazing or anything. And, and, uh, the recruiter, I think she was just doing her job and looking for people that might be, uh, fun that would, could be in the program. And and so she didn't really know much about magic or anything. So, um, you know, that, that got me kind of started. But then I also was like, oh, I, I I wasn't really practicing all that much. I was just doing it once in a while on the weekends and kind of stuff. But now I felt like an obligation. I'm like, okay, I have a deadline. And if I don't do these 40 tricks within the two month period, I'm not going to get paid. And and they were offering me, you know, $1,500 for magic. And I was like, blown away that that, that it happened. Um, so um, that's, you know, kind of where that began. but. Um, did that answer your question? Mm. I,
1: I... Yeah, it did, it did. I was just okay. kind of interested because in I, think, I think the point that I, I like that you brought up there was like your personality. And I think that is actually like such a big part in magic that is often neglected, <laughs> especially because like a lot of us, you know, started magic when we were super socially awkward. It's like a, <laughs> a way of like breaching not being socially awkward, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I think it's, it's definitely um, an interesting an interesting point to bring up that I, I think a lot of magicians focus on a lot and say that, that is kind of like one of the most important key things to becoming a successful magician is finding your personality, you know, and and, in, and or embedding that as much as you can in all your performances.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it doesn't have to be um, – you don't have to be overly social and you don't have to have like these, uh, you know, amazing speaking skills. Uh, sometimes personality could just be your facial expressions or your hand movements or just like – the excitement on your own face that resonates with them. So like, you know, you have like Penn and Teller and, uh, you know, and he's like, what is it? Teller is uh, like totally silent and, uh, you know, and he, he's an amazing magician. So, he, but you can see it in his facial expressions that he has personality. And I think, uh, I think that's a big part of it too. So if you, if you're not a great speaker, you can still be great at magic just by looking like you enjoy it. Or, or even sometimes looking like you don't know what's going on, like you're confused, or like, or your eyes are bugged out, like what you know, just like you know, magician faces. I, I call it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think Danny does that quite a lot in his performances. Like he uses that, just like kind of like that wonderment, you know, like at his own, like what's happening right in front
0: of him. Yeah, and he's just smiling, you know, and it's just you know, and I and there's times where people comment negatively because I'm like super tired and it's like midnight and you know, I look like I'm about ready to fall asleep. And I, I'm like mumbling and and people will say like, dude, you you need to speak up. You need like, this is not great. And I was like, well, you know, uh, sometimes I'm just not in the mood and like the trick looked really good. So that's why I posted it. But people definitely noticed that. And I've not, even if my trick was the greatest one of all time, if I look like I'm not having fun or I'm like ready to fall asleep, it will not get very many views. So I definitely think it's a big Mm -hmm. part of it.
1: What advice would you give to people that want to grow their social media following?
0: I think stay consistent with uh, you know if you post once a day at the at the same time every day, that's definitely going to help. You know, I've tried millions of different hashtags, and you know, I can't I can't really figure out the the key on that. I, I don't really think that's a big part of it, and sometimes. I accidentally post with no hashtag and it still got like 800,000 views. So I don't think, I don't think that has a whole lot to do with it. I think it's just consistency and uh, finding something that resonates with people, whether it's, whether it's magic or whether it's something um, that's happening in people's daily lives or, you know, just an observation that, you know, you think about, but you, no one's ever really said it. Like just find something, something that resonates with people and then be consistent over and over and over, and and sometimes I think music helps a little bit, um, mm. it's, you know. So it, there's a little bit of everything, but you know, I, I think consistency in posting, and then in finding a subject and looking like you enjoy what you're doing is uh, a big part of it.
1: Yeah, I guess for you both. I mean, obviously, like TikTok is well, relatively new social media. It's starting to become more commonplace, right? But it's still relatively new. Um, well, i guess what would you be what would it be like and it kind of seems like i don't want to say it's easy but it seems like a platform where a lot of people are it's almost like you're catching the tidal wave you know it's like you're catching the wave of TikTok blowing up um so kind of what advice would you give people to specifically want to succeed on TikTok?
0: yeah I, I guess don't be discouraged um because a lot of times i think something is going to blow up and it and it really doesn't and you we don't have control over the algorithm. The algorithm kind of has a mind of its own. And, um, and sometimes something that you don't think will hit. will just hit. So you just, you just kind of stay steady and don't be discouraged. And um, if you're getting negative comments, it's, it's okay to actually take that feedback and say, does that really apply? And, and, and so many times it does. So I'd say take people's feedback and try to, Implement that into your tricks uh, or into whatever you're doing and I think that will uh, that will help improve you because negative feedback is still feedback and it's and it uh, and it's good. Most of the time my success is always through failure so I when I'm successful right off the bat like I I tend to just be like I must be great at it and I don't even work that hard after that so I I think uh, failing is is a good thing and just eventually one of these times your, your trick's going to hit. And I I really thought that to myself when I, I I was like, I want to be, I want to have one viral video. And I wasn't even a magician at the time. I was just like, I'm going to try to be funny. And so I was like trying to think of something funny to put on there. And of course nothing ever got more than a hundred views or (laughs) something. So I was like, Oh, I guess that, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a lot harder than I thought, but over time, um, all of a sudden something will hit and maybe it's not a million views. Maybe it's just a Fifty thousand or something like that, but all of a sudden you're like, okay, it does work. Like, it, you just gotta, you just gotta find that, find your niche, and um, be passionate about what you're doing. I don't know. I think, I think that's key. But I know that sounds basic, no. but there's, there's no magic no, it's bullet. Just,
1: it's, one, it's one of those, isn't it? It's, it's like, how do you grow an email list? It's like send the emails and keep adding people to it. You know, it's like, <laughs> how do you grow like, you know, like a, a following that will actually buy from you? It's like, work at it you know a lot of the time yeah. it's kind of funny I heard this quote one time actually came from like k s i of all people, but i mean not all people he, he he works out, but it's funny like english rapper and uh, youtuber uh and like he was just like, you know what in the end, like it kind of all just comes down to like the nike the Nike slogan, you know, just like just do it <laughs> you know it, it it kind of does in a lot of the cases
0: <laughs> yeah totally, and I still haven't figured it all out, you know, I still have questions for. I'd be asking the same questions to like, you know, Steven Bridges and, and others, um, you know, that have a huge YouTube following is like, you know, I, I'm at 26 and a half thousand followers. And I'm like, well, what do I need to do? Like, how do I get to a, a million? And so I feel like a rookie compared to those guys because they have millions of followers. And, you know, it's just, I think it just takes time and, and no one's gonna, no one's just gonna scoop you up and be like, here's a million dollars. And we want you to post a video every day, if, you know, for the next five years. I wish it worked like that, but it, it doesn't like you, you're on your own and you have to work very hard at it. And over time, it just improves. And, you know, five years from now, I could still be at 27,000 or I could be at a million. I don't know. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep pushing along and see what happens.
1: What do you do? So like, I don't know, I, I think it, you're, in, you're in an interesting place, right? Because you're in a place in your life where a lot of people would maybe say, you know, or it's not commonplace anymore, perhaps, to have these sort of side hustles, you know, in it, it, such a big way, you know, where you, you're putting so much time into them, you know, as a father and, you know, having a full-time job and all this stuff. Like, how do you keep the motivation, you know, and how do you find the time? Because I, it, it's definitely impressive. It's not easy.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I Thank you. I It is really, it gets difficult because, like I said, I'm, I'm still a cycling coach. Um, and then I have a full-time job and, uh, the, the two kids and they're in sports. So I was coaching three teams at a time, um, all during this whole thing when it's blowing up. And then I got, you know, mm-hmm. if you're responding to 2,500 comments, it just takes time out of your day. So, you know, I'll end up working at my job until sometimes till midnight. Um, and, and I start at 10 in the morning, but I'm like taking intermittent breaks throughout the day to, you know, I'll eat a sandwich. I'm standing up eating my sandwich. I I eat in like five minutes, I'll eat two sandwiches. And then As soon as I'm done with that, I'll take the rest of the 45 minutes of my lunch and just kind of do tricks. Um, And then when the kids go to bed, I'm like, all right, time to do some tricks. And then on the weekends, um, you know, lazy Sundays, uh, you know, kids will be out playing or watching TV, and uh, and I'll just I'll just sit there and kind of spend my whole day um, trying to perfect a trick. And it's a little bit of OCD, like. I'll be like only planning to, to do something for a half hour but like once you're close and you, like you need the perfection i i like have to keep doing it and all of a sudden i'm like oh my god it's six hours later and i'm still um, trying to perfect something and uh it's 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 a blessing and a curse because you know if, when you have that kind of drive based on having a little bit of ocd uh it really really helps you but it, you know at other times the like, kids are like will you play with me and i'm like Oh, just give me five more minutes. I'll get this right. And then, you know, and then you realize, you know what, you got to go play with your kids. So just, uh, make time for them and then include them. I try to include them sometimes in my tricks and sometimes they want to, and sometimes they're like not interested. So, um, you know, I just try to make sure that my kids and wife are happy and I'm doing my, all my other responsibilities. And then, uh, from there, I just spend nearly a hundred percent of my time doing magic. I don't watch any TV. Um, i i don't watch any movies anymore i i'm just really putting all my effort into that
1: wow okay so basically that free time the way you freed up is i guess i mean it makes sense but you've had to sacrifice other ways. so like in your free time that you're not only spending quality time with your wife or your kids you're just doing magic
0: yeah like i i cut out like i used to watch tv probably two to three hours a day so right there that that pretty much is a trade-off it's an amazing trade-off and i I just found, uh, you know, I used to love watching movies and TV, but I just found it to be less interesting um, once I once I found magic. I guess I, I don't know. I just it, maybe it's not just magic, but I just I started finding things on TV that I I just really didn't like anymore, and uh, I just I just don't really care much about it anymore. <laughs> just kind of want to do what I want to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty
1: but, sick, man. That's pretty good
0: yeah, thank you. Um, you know, it's all it's all fun and games right now. We'll see. We'll see where it takes me.
1: <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Well, um I guess I'll just ask you like the one final question then we'll we'll close out there. Um for you like what like why magic, you know, like I mean you obviously got other skills like you said, like <laughs> I don't know, maybe it could have been basketball, I don't know. Uh, you're coaching. You know, you're biking all the time. Um, why? You know, what? 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 Why magic? Why? Why put time into it? I think the the wonderment
0: and mystery. Like, I get fooled pretty easily, to be honest. Like, I I, I watch tricks, and I'm like, there is no way, and it drives me crazy that I can't figure it out. And a, and before the internet, it was even worse because I couldn't even find solutions to it. And now I'm like, I'm looking through the comments, like reading solutions. And so I, I just enjoy the visual aspect of like believing in something that I know is not true. But like you just set that aside for a moment and you're just absolutely amazed by how cool and visual it can look if done, if done correctly. And then, uh, you know, and then behind the scenes, it, you know, might not look that way. And you're like, oh, you find out the solution. You're like, that's it. But at the same time. It's just that wonderment always keeps me going and um you know it, it gives me something to do
1: yeah I, I think it's a really good point everything that you brought up um and yeah like you said i mean it's kind of like whatever inspires wonderment in the in the world around us and just in life in general is definitely it's never going to be a negative thing right so
0: yeah and you want to have hobbies in life i i feel like you know my my dad became a hypnotist, um, in his older years and, you know, a master gardener. And, um, and wow. he, before that, in his like early forties, he was having, you know, a little bit of problems with like depression and stuff. And he, he just needed something, an outlet. And, uh, for me, that outlet was uh magic and, uh, you know, I'm my, I've got back problems and knee problems. So cycling at this age, um, and risking my health, like possibly crashing, just, just wasn't going to work for me. So, uh, I think magic was the perfect outlet for me.
1: Okay. Well, thank you so much for everything you said. Um, and for coming on the show. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. As a promotion, obviously like you can shout out, there's obviously like, if you want to find them on TikTok, it's W O J magic, right? Yeah. Um, Woj
0: magic, Woj space magic, or at, I think at Chris whiteowich 78, um, is my, my screen name but Woj Magic would be easier just search that
1: yeah Uh, and also just so everyone knows like um, if you're interested um, Chris is going to we're going to be releasing a project very soon Uh, we're really excited about it Chris has been working really really hard uh, on getting a bunch of routines together and creating some yeah and I think this is the first time you've you've released a lot of this stuff so we're we're really excited about that we feel very honored to um, be a part of that and that's going to be coming out really like in the next few days here. Um, so keep your eyes on your inbox and obviously like go follow Woj Magic so you can also get updates from him. Um, and yeah. Really Thank appreciate it, Jacob. Um,
0: yeah. I just, uh, you know, thanks for having me on. I, um, it was a, it was a big help for you guys to do this for me. I, I think uh, the way we met was kind of interesting. I just kind of, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, was trying to consolidate my funds and I, I was going to unsubscribe from your site just cause I, I had so much magic going on, uh, you know, paying for all these different things. And, and then uh, you guys were so nice. And I, I was just like, you know what, can you add me back on? And you're like, Hey, would you like to, know, yeah, it's just, it all came together and uh, I just really appreciate um, the help you guys gave me because I don't think without you guys, there was like a, I was just kind of on my own doing my thing, but um, I was really hoping to to have somebody help me a little bit, um, get this out. And uh, you guys were there for me. So uh, much appreciated. Well,
1: thank you. Thank you. Well, we're really excited about it. Well, perfect. Thank you. We'll close out the podcast there. And uh, yeah, thanks again
0: for coming on. All right, Jacob. Have a great day. Okay, you as well. All right.